0: Hey everybody, I'm Robert Yerby and I'm an insurance professional and admittedly kind of an insurance nerd. My friends and family tell me that nobody is going to want to listen to a podcast about insurance, so instead on this show I'm hoping to share a story or have a conversation with a guest about some relatable experience and then show you how insurance impacts that story or topic. My hope is You'll enjoy a few laughs with me and maybe learn at least one interesting thing about insurance along the way. Here we go. Hey, everybody. This is Robert. Uh, Thanks for joining me. Uh, Today, uh, I don't always have a guest, but uh, today I have a guest. Uh, My son Damon is here with me. Hi. Hey, Damon. And we're talking to you from Tucson, Arizona today. We're basically goofing off for a couple of days. We were hanging at the pool yesterday, right?
1: Yeah. Went to the movies.
0: Went to the movies. Yep. Quick movie review? Should we do a quick movie review? Sure. Yeah. That's that's, that's a nice little uh, added bonus to the uh, one interesting thing about insurance podcast. Uh, we saw Kandahar yesterday. Your standard Gerard Butler movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And well, he saves the day. Saves the day?
1: Actually, does he save the day? Um, He's not
0: the bad guy. No. no. We don't want to give too much away because it is a brand new movie. Yeah. Like if we were doing a review of the movie like Big, we could be like, yeah, you know, he he finds, you know, Zoltar and uh, he goes back to being a kid. And who could who could really bitch and complain about that? Because it's a 30 year old movie. But we don't want to ruin Kandahar. Yeah. The audience for Kandahar is probably a lot (laughs) smaller than it is for Big. But um, yeah, let's not ruin it. I don't I don't know if he saves the day, but yeah, he's not the bad guy. Let's just leave it at that.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's your standard Rod butler movie. He's the only name you know and No, it's it's, it's a good flick. Yeah. You
0: know, it's good good reason to, you know, get out of the heat, get into the air conditioning in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Going golfing today. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're just kind of goofing off. And and uh, uh let's let's slip a podcast in here. Okay. Uh I didn't ask you on To talk about movies. No, you didn't. No. I have a story, and I know it's a story that you've heard, but I might elaborate on it a little bit more. And it's relevant today because I just talked to my sister Laura over the weekend, your aunt, and you've met her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice lady. Um, We were talking about how her daughter, Lucy, is in Driver's Ed. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of oh, how the math works. You just yeah. got your driver's license. Yeah. So your nieces, who are not your nieces, your ne- What are they? <laughs> cousins? Cousins. Your cousins, who are just a little bit younger than you, obviously, would now- Your be nieces. My, my nie- cousins. My nieces. Laura's daughter. Yeah. They're in driver's ed, <laughs> and this will probably very, be very familiar to you. She's nervous about her daughter <gasps> driving much like your mom was (laughs) i still haven't driven alone with mom i'm sure the day's coming
1: yeah that's coming
0: do you think maybe you'll drive by yourself in her car before
1: oh i've done that many times already
0: oh she just doesn't want to drive She she just doesn't want me to drive with her well you know what you probably don't want to drive with her either no i don't yeah okay well okay so on to the cousins so you have you have two cousins i have two nieces that are um, practically the same age. They were born like two weeks apart. Lucy and Bella. Yeah. So Lucy is Laura's daughter. Bella is my sister Deanna's daughter. They're twins. Yeah. It's not really relevant to the story here, but they are. Yeah. Okay. So they're they're going into driver's ed. Parents are nervous about kids driving. And and why why do you suppose that would be, Damon?
1: Because uh, kids are addicted to their phones.
0: Well, that's just another reason. That, that's another nervous. reason. Well, I mean. Kids, even before that, there before there were smartphones, were getting into car accidents yeah. at rates significantly higher than adults. You're making a face. This this is this is a, a audio only podcast. They can't see your face.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. But also, also is like the opposite of what I might think because it was like you just got all this stuff hammered into your head about how to be safe, and then you got into the car accident. Instead of, you got it all hammered in your head 10, 15 years ago, and then you got into a car accident.
0: Oh, so you think that just because you read the book on Rules of the Road, you know how to drive safely? That no. That's no. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Though, I see the way that you look at me sometimes when I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is I don't know what's going through your head, and I'm not going to ask. But I, I see you, you're glancing over at the dash. Oh, how, how fast is he going? How fast did he take that turn? Hmm. Did he use his turn signal there? I I see the analysis going on in your head. It's been a long time since I was in a car accident, though. Yeah. That's facts. Yep.
1: Yeah, I haven't been in a car accident with you.
0: Yeah. Well, I haven't been in an accident without you either in a long time. I'm trying to remember. It's long enough that I can't remember. Yeah. That said, I often drive over the speed limit. Yeah, I sometimes drive in at a speed that even I would admit is excessive, even for yeah. speeders. Yeah, though it's <laughs> bad that you know I'm I'm an insurance guy and I I, I know that this is dangerous, but I, I don't think I drive you know over a hundred miles an hour when there's a lot of cars around. I tend to do that no. when not a car a lot of cars around. Okay, and on an open dry highway between chandler arizona and tucson there's opportunities to go 100. it's just yeah yeah we're not there's... going over a hill where it's just it's just a it's flat a it's flat zzz-
1: straight away yeah across open desert yeah
0: yeah if there's not a lot of cars around anyway i i know that that's dangerous i'm not going 100 the whole way yeah we, we just did it so you you yeah. know i'm not going it the whole way i set the cruise at like 84 yeah. for the most part that's what we did
1: At a 75 speed limit. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Well, and I've made that drive a hundred and something times now recently. And I've blown by cops in the median there at 85. They don't even flinch. (laughs) So I think they're all fine with it. All right. This wasn't a podcast about me speeding. Hang on. (laughs) We are getting off track. Too bad we don't have, like, podcast notes here on the table here nope. to keep us on track. What, what, what did I want to talk about? Back to the cousins. Cousins learning c- how to drive. Cousins are learning how to drive. Parents are nervous. Parents are also keenly aware of the fact that the insurance rates on their personal auto policies are going to go up as soon as those yeah. girls are yeah. of, yeah, are not, not just driving age, but licensed and of driving age. Yeah. Yeah. So the insurance does go up. And th- that insurance... Like most any other insurance that's rational, the the premiums reflect the risk. Yeah, insurance companies have data to show teenage drivers Get are in more accidents. accidents. So, my sister, as as we were talking the other day, I I asked her something about. Does Lucy know the story of me taking my parents' minivan and? she was like uh, i think she knows the story or she's heard something about the story but yeah i don't know if she knows a lot of the details and that, that launched us into talking about it launched us into talking about insurance for 15 year olds yeah as opposed to licensed 16 year olds but now i wonder when was the last time that you heard that story of me taking the the minivan
1: it's been a, at least a year
0: Oh, at least a year.
1: At least a year. I can't think
0: of it in the last year. Well, So please give me a refresher. Well, folks, for everybody listening, that's amazing that I went a year between repeating stories. Because I I tell stories like an 88-year-old man. I just tell the <laughs> same story, seemingly, the same stories over and over and over again
1: to any, my children. Anytime a Winger song comes on.
0: Anytime a Winger song comes on? Winger you, song.
1: you went to winger concert and you said it was a great concert and it was a great show and you tell me that every single time a winger song comes on the radio.
0: Well, that's a really short that's not even a story yeah, that's that just a comment. yeah it's okay okay all right you, that's not but you so still bad.
1: tell it every single time <laughs> it comes on the radio
0: well let me tell you that that winger concert was pretty darn good and and you're forgetting the first part of it the first part of the comment which was i never liked winger when i was a kid when i was in no. high school i didn't like winger at all I didn't really know a lot of Winger songs, but I didn't like them, and then I saw this this concert. They opened for Warrant and Skid Row at Talking Stick, and they were phenomenal. I absolutely loved them. They changed the words, on the fly, for that song. um, She's only 39, or something like that. It was funny. I giggled. Anyway, anyway, podcast notes. Uh, Wait, what are we talking about? Me stealing the minivan. Yeah. Okay. So this is how this went down. Um my parents had a nineteen eighty four Dodge caravan. It was it was the white model. It was the LX with the wood grained paneling down the center, right? On the sides? Yeah. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. How could I not take that many <laughs> that minivan out <laughs> on the town, cruising Ogden Avenue in Naperville, Illinois? now uh so i learned to drive on that car i didn't have a license and my girlfriend at the time she didn't have a license either now this uh, let's call this gosh i don't know february ish of 1992 february 1992. my girlfriend lives in aurora illinois my girlfriend at the time lived in aurora illinois I lived in Naperville. It was a good 15 to 20 minute drive and neither one of us had a driver's license. I met her at church. Okay, so we didn't go to school together. I didn't didn't see her at school. I didn't, you know, have a job with her where I'd see her on a regular basis. I'd see her on Sundays for Sunday school and then maybe on a Wednesday for like the youth group thing. But we only saw each other at church and there's just not a lot of opportunity for a lot of romance, or I, I don't know, I mean, fifteen-year-old romance, yeah. but but still, like you, you're at church. Even holding hands at church sort of frowned upon. So it's just like, eh. She was she was older, okay. When uh, the time this story takes place, she had turned eighteen. I was not quite sixteen. But that's not what the story's about. I see your face. I see I see that that judgment on your face. Don't do that. No, this...
1: No, eight... How do you
0: get to 18 and not have a driver's license? Oh, because she had a lot of accidents. Oh, okay. Yeah, she had a license. And, and honestly, I think she probably still had the license, but she was, she was an excluded driver on her parents' policy, which is a different thing. I didn't really expect to talk about it on the podcast, but that is a thing. You can... If you have a licensed driver in your household and you don't wanna pay for their insurance because they've had a bunch of accidents, you can exclude them. And you probably have to sign a form with the insurance company saying, you know that that person is not covered. Yeah. I don't know all the ins and outs of excluding somebody, but I know that that's a thing, and that's probably what they did for Amy, my girlfriend. So anyway, neither one of us is driving. It's February, and you know, I'm, 15-year-old boy, you know, all uh, worked up and, you know, needing some attention from the girlfriend. So I decide I'm going to take the parents' minivan while they go out for date night on Saturday. And, I mean, the real beauty part of this story is I took the car more than once before I got caught. I don't know exactly how many times. Let's say twice. Twice. Twice is probably a safe number. And Amy didn't like it when I did that. She was she was super nervous about it. Anxious, I guess is the right word, that, that I was going to get caught or whatever. Um, but this day comes in February, or maybe it's March by now. I don't know. I decide I'm taking the car. And the thing of it is, I had taken the car before I got caught. Okay, now there was some January or February day where I, it, was, it was date night. My parents went out on a Saturday and I saw an opportunity and I took the car and it was, it was a very wet day. I don't remember it being snowy, but I remember it raining like heck and visibility was not good. Roads were really slick. And so I, I'm, I'm heading towards Aurora to my girlfriend's place. And I almost rear-ended somebody right around Fox Valley Mall. I mean, like, I, I was hydroplaning and sliding on the pavement and, and probably came within 8, 10 feet of rear-ending somebody. And maybe that doesn't sound, like, yeah. really close, but I was sliding for quite a while and just hoping and praying that it was going to stop. So I, I arrive at my girlfriend's place, and I told her... Hey, I almost got into an accident, and now she's super nervous. You know, she's been in accidents. She, she knows the consequences of that. She's like, you need to go home. You need to go home right now. And so I did. And I don't know. I guess I didn't really learn any lessons from that because it was like a week or two later. Uh, I told my friends, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the car out on this Saturday. Let's let's go have a good time." So my friends being. Sean and Matt and Blake and and whoever. Yeah. So somehow, my my sister Lindley, who's like a year younger than me. She, she catches wind of this that I'm taking the car out, and she says, "Well, if you're taking the car out, then I need you to give me a ride." And I don't know where she wanted to go, just up to the mall or something. Um, You know, we we would hang out at, like, Ogden Mall where the movie theater and the the pizza hut and all that stuff was. Anyway, so, yeah, my parents are going out on date night on Saturday like they always do. And so I tell my sister, like, all right, fine, whatever. If that's going to keep her quiet, fine. I give her a ride up there to the mall.
1: It's a small price to pay.
0: For silence, yes. Well she screwed me she screwed me all right i i i had dropped her off and then at whatever time i you know i picked her back up and she said something to the effect of um i asked her when when her mom and dad get me home and she said well they said you know 10 o'clock but you know they never stay out or they never come home that early blah 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 well whatever time she said that they said they were going to be home like it was that time right now right then and I was like what are, you, what, what, are you, what are you talking about they said that they were going to be home then she's like yeah but they never, they never come home that early and I was like well what if they just decided they didn't find a movie that they wanted to see or something and that's what they were just having dinner and she's like yeah they won't do that they'll go to a movie and I was just like you idiot, (laughs) you have screwed this whole plan. So we we were up on Ogden Avenue, which is now, even at going the highest rate of speed a minivan will go, is a solid four and a half minute drive from home, okay? I tell my friends, get the hell out of this van. Wherever we were, whatever corner, whatever parking lot we were in, I was like, get the F out of this van right now, I gotta go. And they did. And they found their way home. Like good friends would, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Th- there were no Ubers or anything like that. But they were going to hoof it or figure it out because they knew that I was screwed. They were there when yeah. she said it, too. So now it's just me and Lindley in the minivan. And I absolutely haul ass down Napier Boulevard back towards our place. And I come around the corner... And, um, the parents were already home. Like you could, you could see the light on in the garage. Like they had just put the garage door down, you know, a matter of seconds earlier. Yeah. (laughs) And I hit the garage door opener so that the garage door opens again. And surely they can hear this too inside. And. They're loading firearms or, yeah, whatever, you know, cracking knuckles, just getting ready to beat the hell out of me. I walk in, and I know that you're not going to be familiar with the layout of this house, but you come in that door from the garage to, like, this little hallway off the kitchen. And both parents were standing in the kitchen, and my stepdad sees me. And his eyes are like, like Cruella DeVille, you know, at that point in (laughs) in 101 Dalmatians. And he is like, like on me. He just like beelines it for me in like two steps. He is on top of me and he throws me up against the wall. This is, I don't know. When I was 15, I was probably like 155 pounds, you know, 5'7 or something not very big he just tossed me up against that wall and after that initial shock I don't I don't remember if he was shaking me or just just yelling but oh he was yelling and I I, I won't remember exactly everything that he said but I do remember him yelling something about I could have cost this family everything and I, I, I I didn't really know what that meant yeah I know what it means now and you know essentially if I had gotten into an accident and hurt people and caused a lot of property damage he would have been sued as the owner of that car and he wouldn't have had insurance there was no liability insurance for me and I would love to explain why so there's there's a provision in, a, in most personal auto policies. There's a permissive use uh, exclusion. I'm gonna paraphrase here. I don't have it right in front of me. But essentially, you have coverage under your personal auto policy for anyone that you give permission to use your car. So if your neighbor borrows it to run a quick errand. All right, my girlfriend, borrows it to to go up to work you know for the day because her her car's not uh, available or or whatever if you give somebody permission to use your car you still have your liability coverage in force you still have um the the physical damage coverage in force for your vehicle yeah and and that's important that, that that applies however if somebody has good reason to know they do not have permission to use your car, they don't have coverage. Such as you. Such as somebody that's not licensed, an unlicensed person in that household. Yes, I have every reason to believe I, have not, I do not have permission to drive that car. Somebody who steals your car, Okay, obviously does not have permission to drive that car. So they are not afforded liability protection under your personal auto policy. Okay. So um, let me circle all the way back to my sister mm-hmm. and her daughter, Lucy. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons why I asked Laura, hey, does, does she know that story? Lucy's a good girl. Yeah. Lucy's not going to take her parents' car. It'd be very surprising if she did. At the same time, if you had asked my mom when I was 15, she thought I was a very good boy, and I would never do anything like that. I think she was telling my stepdad that in the kitchen <gasps> right before he just <laughs> launched himself at me and threw me into the wall. I, I, the way that she tells the story, I think that's exactly what she was saying to him. She was like, there must have been an emergency and he's like, well, ah, there's no emergency. <laughs> he took the car. <laughs> and he's right. And actually, so what makes the story even funnier is he took his parents' car when he was a kid. That's how he knows there's no emergency. He knows what kids are thinking. He knows what kids are doing. Well, I, I didn't know that when I was 15. I found it out decades later and thought it was hilarious. Nah. Yeah, Lucy's not going to take the car. Hey, if we were taking bets though, between Lucy and Bella, who do you think's more likely to take Bella? Bella. Oh yeah, yeah. If I gave you eight to one, would you take Lucy? And I'll I'll take Bella. No, I. I. Did. Ooh, this is I, this is fascinating. You're right. It's Bella. Bella probably still won't, but it is. I think it's much more likely that she takes the car so you, you give me 13 and a half to 1 and i'll take lucy and you can have bella okay yeah. yeah book sure. it book it on the podcast book it all right um good thing my nieces aren't fans of the podcast <laughs> 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 um, yeah she I mean, she's not going to take she's not going to take the car neither one of them are going to take their parents car but i thought wouldn't it be Sort of instructive to those girls to hear the story about how Uncle Rob is, you know, such a jackass. And this could have been the consequence of his bad behavior. Yeah. This is how insurance works. Eh, don't take the car. It's not just about a fun night you're having. You really could screw up the finances of this you know, whole family. Don't do it. Because kids don't really think about consequences, the same way adults do, anyway.
1: Yeah. Most kids don't. I, I think I'm an exception.
0: <laughs> do you? you think through consequences?
1: I-, I think I do. I think I do.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: But then again, I have you as a dad. so.
0: <laughs> and I'm constantly pointing out, like, risks and stuff. And... And, not for nothing, but I, I threaten you with violence if you were to take my Camaro without asking. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I've, I didn't think I would drive it until I was
0: 18. If then. Yeah. This isn't a parenting podcast, but a lot of people, they poo-poo threat, threatening violence on your children. And I, I take the other way. I think sometimes there is a time and a place. Okay. Excellent. So um, that's the story of me taking the parents' car. I got grounded for six weeks, which basically was the time from, oh yeah, well that's how I could figure out when this was. Six weeks was the time between me taking that car, or me getting caught taking the car, and my birthday. (laughs) So I was grounded for that six weeks. Wasn't allowed to drive, wasn't allowed to go anywhere anywhere uh ah ah but i was still allowed to go to church (laughs) so i still saw the girlfriend at least once a week yeah and then i got my license and i was driving that minivan all the time and there you go there you go um so that was just a little bit about permissive use exclusions and anybody that should have reason to believe that they're not allowed to drive that car is not covered under that personal auto policy. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, everybody that lives within the household should be a named driver on the policy. I talked a little bit about the possibility of excluding a driver in most States. You can do that. I I don't know, like I say, all the ins and outs of how you go about doing that, but you could contact your insurance company and, um, exclude somebody, you know, if perhaps they had a bunch of DUIs or accidents or something. I don't know. All right. Let's call that one interesting thing about insurance. Damon, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me Yeah.
0: If you like crazy stories about me behaving badly, uh, there are lots of those in my insurance continuing education classes. If you are a licensed adjuster or producer and you need continuing ed, check out our webinars at B-M-F-C-E dot com. If you like the podcast, tell your friends, uh, tell strangers on the street, people on the bus, give us a rating, subscribe, do what you do. All right? We'll be back with another episode in a couple weeks.